Welcome to Puzzling Company, your home for at-home puzzles and mysteries. Here are your hosts, Jared and Zach. Hey guys, welcome back to Puzzling Company. Uh, it's your host, Zach, and always on the show as well as our other host. That's me, y'all. It's Jared. Well, I hope you guys are in for a great, great time because today we're going to be talking about break-ins game called Alcatraz. I'm hyped, man. I'm really excited to talk I am about too. this one. All right, well, we are going to be jumping into it. This is Puzzling Company. Hey, Zach. What? You want to go to the circus? Jared, you know I'm afraid of circuses. I'm really freaked out by large tents. Okay, thought you were going a different direction there, but I'm actually talking about the Bewitched Circus. It's a really great online game from Society of Curiosities. Wait, online? I think I can handle that. Well, that's good because after that, I'm planning on signing up for their monthly mystery in a box called Maddox Lost Treasure. Why would you do that? You know I have a severe anxiety about opening wax-sealed cryptic notes. Dude, you worry about the weirdest things. Regardless, after this podcast, you should head over to societyofcuriosities.com and check out all of their games. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh, we're actually going to be heading straight into our first segment. Uh, in this segment, we're going to be kind of talking about our likes and dislikes of the game, kind of just reviewing it and then just having like a back and forth with each other, just discussing what we did and did not like about the game and kind of where it could improve potentially. Uh, this section is not really to be like mean or anything like that. It is just for us to kind of explain how we felt through the game, through our likes and dislikes. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, Jared, uh, what'd you like about it? I think there's a lot to like about the the new break-in series. It is uh, a great concept. And that was actually our first like. Mm -hmm. There are not a lot of games that you and I get to play where we get to discover new physical spaces. Correct. Yeah, that's true. Most of most of the other games you play, you are opening up a new envelope or moving to a different web page. Um, and that is thrilling in its own right, but we haven't seen a lot of people take a lot of risk in exploring something similar to escape rooms, right? Yeah. Because most of us would agree, I think, if you've played an escape room, there is excitement in discovering a hidden room mm -hmm. or moving to a new space. So that's what we really liked about this game is, without revealing too much, is you get to explore different spaces in Alcatraz. Mm -hmm. And it's the opposite, right? In most of what we're used to, we are moving out, trying to break out. Mm -hmm. of a scenario, and this took a super creative approach of breaking in while at the same time revealing new spaces. So I love that. I'm, I'm glad that somebody took a risk on it. I'm glad that it is in a major market because mm -hmm. it does some really, really, really cool things for that space and that, and that creativity. Yeah, just like you're saying, I think the really cool part of this game is that as you're trying to unravel kind of the story, uh, you're actually kind of unraveling the game as well, yeah. you know. Physically, and I think that's like a really cool element is when you can add more physical space or atmosphere to a game. Because like you said, it's kind of like a, I think it's hard for people to do well, um, you know, because there's just a lot to it, right? And it also can be more expensive for people to make Absolutely. it that way. Absolutely. Um, but when it's done well or when you try it at all, I think there's some really cool creativity you can put into spaces, right? Yeah, and they did like the, the folding and unfolding yeah. aspects here. You were just like, oh, this... This took a lot of planning. Mm -hmm. Like this took a lot of thought. This was not just 
thrown together. This There was a high level of intentionality to the unboxing, even even the box itself. It's not a square. Yeah. Um, and, and they use that well. Like, there are just some really incredibly intentional decisions um, put in that. Um, and, and, and I think it, it pays off. Yeah. I think it pays off a lot. Uh, what what else did you like? I, I think we both agree we like the design, the fold-out. What, what else stood out to you? Sure. Um, so I kind of talked about it a little bit, but as the game kind of unravels, there's kind of more of like the story along with it. And I think the puzzle interaction actually with the narrative is pretty solid. Uh, so you kind of start off, you know, kind of off the coast and you're kind of trying to figure out, okay, well, this is a story you've been presented, right? Uh, you're trying to break into Alcatraz and they give you like a good narrative of like, okay, you're this person. These are the people you're trying to help. This is kind yes. of your plan. And as the game keeps going on, you learn more about that plan and how to exactly get people. Absolutely. Um, so the puzzle interaction part with that, I think is really neat. Because, you know, you might need certain things for this break-in and for you guys to escape Alcatraz. Uh, so you're going to be playing the game and there'll be a story narrative that tells you, you know, A, you need to go over here, right? So you go to this part of the, you know, of Alcatraz and inside there you're like, okay, well, I'm here. So now I have to figure out where this person is. Yes. Uh, and then the puzzle is trying to hint at you where that person either is now or where they're going to be. Yes. And then now it's on you to figure out kind of how that's going to work. Um, so I think that kind of stuff is really cool because it really worked with the space a lot. And then the narrative of kind of breaking into Alcatraz one, I think Alcatraz is a really cool theme. Yes. Um, and I think trying to break into a very highly secured prison, I think is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think uh, shout out to them for going for a prison theme off yeah. the bat, because that is one of the more common escape room type experiences is, yeah. that many of us are familiar with, but I think they nailed the narrative aspect you and I talk about this a lot. There's, um, and and this is also a shout out to uh, Haley Cooper over at Strange Bird Immersive in Houston. She has developed kind of a theory model for how this works, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But there are just games, kind of this bottom level of just games. If you imagine a pyramid, the second tier of that is games with themes, mm-hmm. where we have puzzles and we have a theme, but it seems like the game is more so for the sake of the puzzles, and there's kind of a loose story that is driving it. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like this game meets the high criteria of the puzzles are driving the narrative. Yeah. Right? The, the story is what's most important here. Yeah, it is. And and the puzzles are helping move and tell that story. Definitely and is. and I think I think they do a great job in the aspect of that the puzzles are trying to move that forward. This wasn't just it did not feel like a haphazard throwing together of things in this. It felt very intentional. And and not to ruin our later segment, but even in talking with um, the creator, David, they did a lot of research. They did. Like, I was blown lot. away how much intentionality they put into really giving us the true Alcatraz and what it looked like and and maybe uh, what it felt like or the surrounding area of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I totally on board with you. I, I think they nailed the puzzle interaction and how it drives forward the narrative. Uh, what else did you like? Um, so the last thing I kind of liked, or I think we both really liked a lot, was the hint system, mm, kind of yes. the aesthetics of the game. Yes. Um, so kind of to explain the hint system real quick, and I'm actually going to pass it back over to Jared. Um, the hint system in this game is actually pretty unique. Um, you get a card that kind of only tell you can't really read it until you actually know what you need from the information. Yes. Um, so you kind of have to get a tool to help you figure out, A, what it is, and then B, kind of how to get that hint. Um, So I think that is really fun because you're like, okay, well, if you want to get a hint, you can't really like do it without actually putting in work to kind of figure out what you need. Um, But I think the tool also gives it like that aesthetic feel of being like, okay, well, if I actually want to figure out, I have to like decode, you know, what I need from this. 
Um, so Jared, what else did you think about like the hint system and specifically like the aesthetic? I I loved it. Like it was it was actually a hint system that fit what we were doing. I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much, but it was it wasn't just a sheet of paper. Yeah. Um, it was tiered, which we we both love tiered hint systems. So mm-hmm. go as deep as you want. If 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 you're not familiar with what a tiered hint system is, it's something that starts out vague and then gives you more options as you go mm-hmm. as as the puzzle digs deeper. So you're not just Hey, here's the answer. So um, it's it's something that a lot of creators are out there doing, and we recommend. So it was tiered, and it it wasn't. It, it again, going back to our previous point, it was built into the narrative. Like the thing, the concept that you have to use to get a hint, it made sense. Yeah. And and it's not like in any game that getting hints really makes sense, right? If you're breaking into Alcatraz, you can't call your mom and be like, "Hey, what do we do here?" <laughs> Yeah, like, but so hints in any game are at least some break immersion a little bit. But I'm thankful that they took a chance to actually build it into the scenery or the story yeah. of what they were doing. So I think that was a big uh, plus for that game. And and just to also drop a side note, like the aesthetics of this game are really good. Yeah. The 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 visual designer, the graphic design team here did a really good job. On this game, I, I, I would almost argue that it's worth picking up just to kind of, if you enjoy looking at things that are well made, this is something that's well put together in that regard. Mm-hmm. All right, so now I want to transition us into the the areas that we felt like there were room for growth or maybe just didn't really hit for this. Just a reminder, not trying to be overly critical. This is nothing that we wouldn't tell the creators to their face. But why don't you kick us off into where we thought there was some room for growth in this series? Sure. So the first thing I kind of put on the list, in my opinion, was the onboarding for this game. Yes, agreed. The onboarding in this game is a decent attempt. Like, uh, it does clearly tell you how you're supposed to do it. I think just from us, like our personal experience with doing it, uh, it puts it on you to kind of figure out one part of the onboarding, um, which is totally fine to an extent. But if you're like, you know, if I have like my parents play and they don't play many of these, you would never get the onboarding. They're in trouble. They they would be in trouble. trouble. They would never get into Alcatraz. Um, (laughs) But... It is a system that they do try to explain it, so I don't want to give any like bad credit towards that because I think that very much was a good try. It was just from our experience, the onboarding was not simple enough to make you fully grasp it very quickly because when we started getting later on into the game is when we really made that connection of yes. like, okay, this is what that was trying to do. Like our first puzzle that we ran into is basically where we're like, we we solved it, but we didn't wouldn't say we didn't really know how to solve it. We kind of just took a long time to kind of make that connection. Yes. And then when we got later on the game, we're like, oh, that's what it meant. Yes. And I was like, okay. So that's like the part where I feel like, you know, if you're the customer, that would feel weird if like the part that was supposed to be your onboarding is what you find out like 20 minutes into the game. Yes. Uh, No, I agree. And it it ties in with what I don't want to talk about. What I didn't um, enjoy a whole lot about the game was the puzzle mechanic that is driving how you solve. Um, Mm -hmm. It's difficult. Yeah, in my opinion, it's 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 overly difficult. It's pretty difficult. Um, there are other games like if you if you're familiar with the Exit series, you have a mm-hmm. cipher that you're using to solve, and it's the same thing. You're using the same mechanic over and over and over again. But just from the get go, there needed to be more onboarding into that mechanic. Yep, we needed uh, a consequence free zone to play with it a little. And then I felt like it would have been okay to start the adventure, but we felt like we lost so much time and momentum yeah. at the onset when we feel like narratively there was urgency, mm-hmm. right? You're breaking yeah. into Alcatraz. You, it's a race against time. It's a race against time. And we felt like from the get go, like we're going to jail. 
<laughs> like we're gonna yep. we're gonna drown in the bay. Like yep. and and it really was like a bad first step. Whereas I felt like if they would have provided more of an onboarding experience, um, we could have. We need we needed that consequence free zone mm-hmm. to do that. Um, I always I we play a lot of unlock games. If you're familiar with that series yep. too. And I, I love that they do that, that they give you almost like a separate mini game. Yeah, I do very much like that. To teach you the rules. And I, I feel like a lot of people and creators could give you that at no consequence to to move to move you forward, to get your feet wet, use whatever metaphor you want. Mm-hmm. And that would be that would be a better way to do that. So yeah. on onboarding and the puzzle mechanic system where places that tripped us up regularly, and again, we're not the best puzzle solvers of all no, time, but definitely not. we have played quite a bit and it was uh, a little bit confusing and a little bit frustrating at the onset. Yeah. So Zach, what was the, in your opinion, the last thing that we kind of struggled with or thought there was a little bit of room for improvement in this game? Sure. So the last thing that we kind of thought about, um, and at least for me, I felt it a lot at certain points was the puzzles themselves. What, uh, do, you, what do you mean by that? Sure. So the puzzles themselves, um, some puzzles just kind of didn't hit the mark, if that makes sense. Um, so I think there's good intent by all of the puzzles, but some of them just like you work through it and then you kind of been told like how to kind of solve the game. Right. And you have like the mechanics of how the, usually the puzzles work and how like, um, without talking about too much of how the game fully plays, uh, cause you'll see it for yourself when you play it and how the solution works into it. Yes. Um, cause you have to figure out the solution and then check if that's correct. Uh, that's a big part of the game. Uh, it just kind of felt like some of the puzzles were like, okay, this is how we think it's supposed to go, right? And then we go through the entire thing, and we've kind of been told, like, this is how we should look at it. And then it feels like when we unfold part of the game, it that's not the same anymore. Or it felt like, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, maneuver my person between here and here. And the puzzle before it did it really well. And then the next one's like, I, I don't get how, like, yeah. I'm supposed to understand, like, how this clue is supposed to like feed into this. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that was the biggest part of it was just some of them kind of felt like they didn't hit the mark with where they were trying to get me to think A to B, but I, you know, I got stuck halfway in the road right. and I couldn't get how that solution would help you get to the, B. The process to then get to the final solution is yeah. is not either fair or what have you. We We talk a lot when we do our reviews immediately following the game, because we kind of rewalk through all the puzzles. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we sit down and we rework through a puzzle and we say, oh, we we blew it. Yeah. Like that that was a good puzzle. I can see that perspective now. There was enough uh, information. There was enough signposting. There was enough what have you to get there. Yeah. But there were a couple puzzles in particular in this game where we didn't really get it our first time through when we finished the game and came back and did it again it still felt like there were some reaches. Yeah. Um, and, and it's hard because although it does follow, in our opinion, that highest form of game where the puzzles are driving the narrative, mm. it felt like that piece was in place, but then the actual gameplay of those puzzles held you up. Yeah. Right? If you have a good puzzle telling a story, that's it. That's what we're looking for. That's what we love. We love those aha moments. But even if you have puzzles in place telling your story, if the puzzle isn't working, if it's too difficult, if there's not enough to go on, then it, it felt like it detracted a little bit from the experience. Mm-hmm. And, and and if you read some of the reviews, if you if you go to an Amazon or go to a, a Walmart, there's a lot of people who had the same opinion. Like, this is cool, but 
I tried to do this with my 10 and my 12 year old and we ended up not getting very far. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we'll, I have a question for you later in the show that we'll talk about that. I don't want to dive too much deep into that, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, overall it felt like, um, uh, it felt like some of the puzzles could be tweaked, reworked, and then you have a really solid experience here. Yeah, for sure. Overall, overall. Well, that's, that's, that's all that we're going to talk about in terms of our review. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then jump back into a section that we call puzzles to the people. We'll be right back. Solve puzzles, write reviews, win prizes. It's time for Puzzles to the People. Hey, Zach. Jared, I'm not falling for this again. Oh, so you don't trust me? Correct. I don't trust you. Well, then do I have a game for you. What are you talking about? It's Floor 13 from CU Adventures. It's the story of a company with too much trust. But I don't trust you. Well, trust me on this, Zach. Head on over to cuadventures.com, that's the letters C-U, adventures.com, and play Floor 13 or The Lost Temple. You won't be disappointed, and be sure to catch our episode with them next month. All right, everybody, welcome back. As you just heard, this is Puzzles to the People, a segment where we really want to focus on the feedback that you all are providing for this game. And just as a reminder, please, please, please go to our website, leave a review for games. There's rewards for that. It is beneficial to the creators. This is all part of the process that we are hoping that you enjoy and that we get to talk about. Leave a review. If it's a game we're talking about, we'll do our best to include it in this section and you can hear your review read on the show. But if you're not familiar with what we do on this part of the show, we go through the reviews, and I pose some some questions to Zach from those reviews, and we talk about whether or not we agree with them or not, get into it a little bit more, have, have some more conversation. So, Zach, I got five questions for you today. You ready? I'm ready for it. All right. My first question for you is, Alcatraz is a great value and is worth you picking up. Yes, I think it is. Um, I think we kind of talked about it in our likes and dislikes. Um, the game, I think... This might be something we've already talked about, but I think for the value of the game and how much it unfolds and kind of all the puzzles and stuff that you get to actually do for the price you pay, it's definitely worth it. Um, I just generally think that for the price that it was and kind of the box that you get, and like I said, it's not even like a traditional box, right? um, but that the, the game you get it in, when you start actually getting to play it and kind of unraveling and unfolding the game, you realize that there's a lot to it. And I think for the price, it was definitely worth it. Um, the time we spent playing it, I think, was worth it. I, I mean, generally, I just really, I think I enjoyed the game enough that I would want to buy it. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you on aspects of it. Sure. If if you're somebody that can appreciate the entirety of what goes into a game, the not just the the gameplay, not just the puzzles, but the aesthetics really the creativity that they have put into this experience yeah. in terms of the exploration. And yes, this is this is one of the more inexpensive experiences you're going to find and you're going to get over an hour worth of gameplay. Yeah. So yes, I think if you can take this as um, also their first try at this. Yeah. Like let's cut them some slack on that too. It was their very first try. Um, uh, I, I think it absolutely is worth picking up uh, and giving a run. Yeah. All right, question number two. Alcatraz should be classified as a more difficult game. And what I mean by that is every game has their own rating system. They have classified this as a two out of four difficulty. So, And this is the interesting part with them, right? It is their first game. So this is what their two out of four is. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very interested to know what their four out of four would be. (laughs) Um, 
in comparatively to other games that we've played that would say that they're like a two out of four, I think this is definitely more difficult. Um, I think there are clues in it that are definitely more of like a basic kind of intro or kind of more like, okay, if you've played these games before or at least have a basic understanding of how they usually work, you'll get them. But then there's there's a decent amount of puzzles in here that definitely are like, even like for us who've played a good bit of them or other people we've seen like in their comments or reviews is like, it's pretty difficult. There's some pretty hard stretches or you have to be understanding of like, okay, you know, we do steps one through three and I'm like, okay, this is pretty simple. And then step four goes, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to crank up this by like twice the amount. Yeah. And you go, okay, I realistically would never get this immediately. Yes. You know, and I'm not saying, and that's the point, right? They're supposed to be kind of difficult. They're not yeah. made for you to just be like, okay, you're, you're I supposed look. to be somewhat challenged. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it feels overbearingly challenging yeah. when you're like, okay, if this is a two out of four, like you said, I, I wonder what a four out of four rating would be with this. I, I agree with you. I would be uh, a little terrified at, uh, if the next game comes out and it's four of four, I would be a little scared. I think it, if you're thinking about it, like you said, this week we have no second comparison yet, right? Yeah, no, yeah. And, and and everybody ranks their own system independently. There is no, you know, you don't submit this to the board of uh, puzzle games and be like, hey, what is this? Like, yeah. give me a rating. Although, interesting idea. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that on another episode. We don't want them to take our ideas. Please yeah, stop. yeah. Please, please don't take that idea. We we want to be those people. Uh, I, I agree. I think it it was more difficult compared to other games that say this is our medium, right? Two out of four. Yeah. This is our medium. And, and going back to what we talked about earlier, I think a lot of it could be, I think it could be a two of four, but some of the puzzles in correlation with the mechanic that you use to solve the puzzles yeah. made it, made it more difficult, made it feel more difficult. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Question number three, this is actually a question from a review that was left on our website. This is a Paul shout out to Paul. Thanks for leaving us a review. Yes. Thank you. Part of his um, response was the advancements in the board are surprisingly not that rewarding. Agree or disagree. Ooh, this is a hard one, right? I, I'm going to give you a, this is going to be a middle of the road answer, unfortunately. Oh, boo. We want, I know, I know. We want extremes. We want drama. I know. <laughs> I I mostly will agree with the statement. I do disagree at a few points, in my opinion, without spoiling the game. Sure. Um, there are a few points that when you unravel the game, uh, it does feel quite rewarding. You're like, okay, we've solved, you know, to get to Alcatraz, we've done this. Now, the game very much expands and very quickly to being like, okay, well, you were outside the prison. Now here's the entire prison, mm. you know, and you, like that unfolding feels pretty cool. And there's other moments like that where you get some good moments of like, okay, it's really neat that I'm like, okay, where does the rest of this game keep folding sure. out from? Um, but there are a few points where I definitely felt like, okay, we've solved these pretty difficult puzzles and now we're unfolding. And then we get to kind of something that really, I wouldn't say didn't matter, but it kind of felt like, there's one clue involved and it's either a, a quick one or B. It was one of the ones that I had previously mentioned that I felt like just the clue didn't feel worth it. Like you had done all this cool work and you flipped it and then it's like, okay, well now I'm having to do this really crazy difficult puzzle that I felt like was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, well that doesn't feel cool that I did all this work and then I, I get this. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm, I'm more on the disagree with Paul. Paul, I love you if you're out there listening to this, but, mm -hmm. um, I I think it's just worth it from the perspective. Like, there, there's nothing else like it. Yeah. Right? I like, agree with that. I, I think there may be imitators in the future. And, and, sure. and we're seeing some really cool stuff 
uh, shout out to Spectre and Vox. Yeah. That looks really amazing. That's coming out at the beginning of the picture. Like where you're, where you're in your home, but you're not. Yeah. Right. Like this is in my opinion, what you pay to go to an escape room for. It does give you part of that feeling. They were able to bottle some of that magic in addition to saying, Hey, we're breaking in. We're not breaking out. Yeah. Like I, I thought that was so great because it, it, it gave you something to look forward to that was environment related and not just the continuation of the story where, like I said earlier, you open up the next letter or you go to the next website. Like it was there. It was, it was physical. It was present in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know me, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Right. Like if you can, if you can give me a game that's a hundred percent non-digital and it's at home and it's physical and it's, I'm all about that. You definitely I'm are, all yeah. about that. Like that's that that's uh that's where I fall a little bit. So I was overjoyed every time we kept unfolding. <laughs> unfolding. I mean, I felt like a kid at Christmas. Yeah. Like it was it was like and then you're always wondering like can it can it unfold again? Yeah, no there was a few parts where I definitely felt really funny being like, okay, I swear I think I've unfolded this <laughs> eight times and then we found out that we're like, oh, it could have unfolded. Right. Again. Right. Or, or we felt we had one moment specifically, uh, which I don't want to spoil the part, but we're just struggling with it. And we yeah. just felt really dumb when we realized we're like, oh, literally. It's oh, just, we were supposed to do this. We were yeah. supposed to do this. And I was like, oh, that made the, the puzzle way simpler. It was like an epic Swiss army knife. You're that like, true, yeah. you're like, oh, I get more tools. Like this is, this is fantastic. Yeah. And, and again, like, I want to reiterate this. This is the first one in the series. Like, it can only get better from here. That is definitely, I would say, the coolest part with this and is reason why I very much liked, like, the first question you asked. And I didn't want to, like, talk about it too much until we got to here. Yeah. Um, but the interesting part of this game is, it, yeah, like any game, it has its goods and its bads or things that it can improve on, right? Sure. But as a first iteration... I think the things that it does really well, it did really well. hundred percent. Yes. And the things that it didn't do as well in are things that you is like, okay, well you made it your first try. This is the feedback you get. And then I would assume, you know, with the feedback they've gotten, the next one's just going to be even better. That's always the goal. Right. You know, you take that feedback and you're like, okay, well we found out they really liked this part of the game and people just kind of struggled with this part. Now, if they, if they fix those parts or make it a little bit better, these games could be really fun. Really, I I totally agree with you. Like the because the core of it is there. Yeah, the co- the concept is there, and I felt like they nailed the concept. Yeah, everything else is a hundred percent fixable, mm-hmm. and and you can take it into in, into a different direction. And then I'll be buying these for years. Yeah, right. Like, and I, I feel like a lot of people would too. Um, and it's great also that it's mass market, and and, and hopefully we can continue to keep enjoying these games. Yeah. All right. Next question for you. Question number four, the puzzle experience from Alcatraz was disappointing. I know we've touched on this a little bit already, but would you use the word disappointing? I don't think I would use the word disappointing. Okay. Um, give me a new word. I felt like some of them, I would, I don't know the right word. I'm going to say underwhelming Okay. for what they were. Sure. Like, like I said, when we talked about at the end of the game, some of the puzzles, like, like I said, overall, the entire puzzle experience was not disappointing. I'm just going to say that flat out. Sure. A uh, reason why I think that is, you know, even when we talked about the parts that we, you know, kind of thought could improve the puzzle experience was kind of one of the things we talked about. The whole puzzle experience, let's say it's 100%, right? The whole thing. Yes. 75% of it, let's say as an example number, I'd say realistically for me, let's say 80% of it is solid. Yeah. Like solid puzzles. And then 20% is like the ones where you felt like, okay, 
I didn't fully get how that would make, you know, the, the stretch or like sure. the reach of making connection from A to B. Right. And it, and it didn't help that one of those, in our opinion, one of those puzzles was right out of the bat. Yeah. Right. Like it, it felt like you you, you do anytime you do the first puzzle of the game, you're like, and it goes like that. You're like, you're like oh no. Oh no. Like what, what, what have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah. So that's like I said, the whole thing is not disappointing by any means. I think some just felt underwhelming or felt like some of the puzzles, like I said, were a little bit of a, like a reach. Yeah. Um, specifically, like I said, we had one at the beginning and then when we started getting to like near the end of the game, yes. um, not the variant. I actually thought the ending without spoiling it, I thought some of the puzzles at the very end of the game were actually quite solid. I agree. I totally um, agree. There's definitely one with you trying to leave the island uh, <laughs> that involves some uh, lights and some security guards. We so loved that puzzle. I think that puzzle was interesting. I actually found it really fun. And then, like I said, the story narrative around it all made it feel even better because you're like, okay, well, we've done all this. Now we need to get out of here. Absolutely. Right? Um, so, yeah, I think the puzzle experience was definitely not disappointing. I think just there was a few parts that you felt underwhelming by like what you did or that it was so much of a stretch that you just kind of felt when you solved it, you're like, you know, like, okay. You know, at that moment, you're like, kind of, okay, whatever, right. when we'll, you're in, we'll move forward. When you're in the heat of it. Yeah. yeah. And afterwards, like I said, when we discuss it, we're like, okay. You know, some of them still were kind of like, you know, I don't know how I was supposed to make that stretch. Sure. That, you know, yeah. but then some, but a lot of them were more like, okay, well, I see what they were trying to do. We just missed this logic. Absolutely. Right? Or being like, okay. Or like I said, the onboarding part kind of, I think, played into a few of our puzzles. Yes. Where it was just kind of like, okay, we didn't get how the solution part played into it. 100% agree. 100% agree. Yeah. I think that's, I think those are really good points. Let's jump into our last question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Based on your experience with this game, you will try the next couple of games in the series. Absolutely. I, we've talked about it a little bit Uh, because it is a first iteration. uh, Everything that is in this can be improved. That was underwhelming. Um, The game itself, like you said, the core was great uh, and the game can only really get better from here. Yes. You know, realistically, um, obviously it could technically, you know, have some more problems or they try new things and it might not work out. Sure. But for a first try, it's pretty solid and gives me a good idea of like, okay, if this is what they want to do, I can't wait to see what they yes. do with other spaces and potentially improving the things that I felt were lacking. Agreed. Yeah, I think, and I think there's a good perspective here. If you ask me like, uh, where would you, where would you rank this amongst all of the other games that you've played, Jared? Yeah. Um, middle, middle of the road, Yeah. you know, like, um, if it didn't have the the cool concept, probably lower. Yeah. Um, but will I try the next couple of games? Absolutely. Yeah. Like there there is so much like just imagination and aesthetic intrigue and appeal. And absolutely. I think the next one is a, a temple theme. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sign yeah. me up. I'll, sign me up. I'll, I'll be there. I'm I'll, down for more temple games. I'm down for more temple games. I, I, that's always a fun theme for us. So I'll absolutely be trying it again, and 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 I think even if the even if the second one arises um, with similar issues, our rule of thumb is you get three tries with me. Yeah, like I'm willing to invest in three of the series, and then after that, you're really going to have to wow me again to help me buy back into it. Because sometimes in, in, in any type of series, you may have one that just didn't hit with us personally, or yeah. but I, I'm more than willing. Um, and I would even say excited to give the next one a try, especially now that they have uh, feedback from the public to see how that went. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm stoked to give uh, the break-in series a try again. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break before our last segment. Stick with us. There are some awesome people who make the puzzles we love to solve. This is Questions for Creators. <sighs> I'm over it. Over what? Christmas. 
People can't let this holiday go, man. I'm still receiving Christmas-themed mail. Look at this red envelope I got yesterday. Jared, you are so uncultured. Uncultured? Because I refuse to celebrate Christmas year-round? No, you're uncultured because one, that color is scarlet, not red. And two, because that envelope is jammed packed with puzzles and mysteries. Scarlet Envelope features escape room-style experiences that you may receive every month in the mail. Each episode features a different story, but all their experiences are tied together in a bigger narrative that you are trying to unravel. I think I could get down with Christmas all year. Well, head on over to scarletenvelope.ca to start your adventures today. And be sure to listen in next month when we have them on the show. Well, welcome back to Puzzling Company again. Um, Right now, we're going to be going into our section three, uh, which is going to be questions for creators. Uh, In this segment, we're going to be talking to them, kind of giving them questions to answer. Um, We do pre-record the questions and kind of give it to them so that they can answer it. Uh, The reason why is we want them to have their own space and time to kind of answer the questions themselves uninterrupted, uh, kind of give them their own floor, you know, to discuss things. Uh, So I'm actually going to pass it over to Jared to discuss who we're going to be talking to. Yeah, so uh, this, this game was actually a collaboration between a number of different people. But Mm -hmm. um, today we're going to be talking to uh, David Yakos, Mm -hmm. and he is one of the lead creators on this game. And um, if you get a chance, Google him. He is widely invested and has been doing board game type games for years. Really, really, really cool guy. We caught up with him um, earlier before he agreed to be on the show, and he is just loves games is passionate about yeah, it very much so. um and, and and i think that's another reason why we enjoyed this game is just getting to hear his passion and the excellence that he wants to see out of something like this but mm-hmm. we've got some questions for him as zach mentioned we're just going to be um asking him and david has already pre-recorded his responses yep david the first question that we have for you is can you tell us a little bit about yourself your your story leading up to the game we were talking about today yeah, so I, I live in Bozeman, Montana, where I'm co-owner of a product design firm called Salient Technologies. And we develop products for leading brands, things from like ski bindings to <clears throat> coffee makers, wheelchairs for kids, uh, you know, valves for NASA, really you name it. But about five, six years ago, I kind of got sucked into the toy and game industry. I had taken part in a, a group called Shytag, Chicago Toy and Game Fair, which is really one of the best places if not the best place for game inventors to get connected with game companies. And um, I started developing toys and games and you know, ended up launching a, a company called Streamline Design, which was our intellectual property or our invention house that um, where we put together toy and game concepts and then license them out to leading brands. And um, kind of on the ever hunt for the next gaming or play experience is kind of what led us to break in. David, where did the idea for breaking in come from? Well, breaking in versus breaking out is kind of a kind of out of necessity when it comes to an at-home experience. You can't exactly fit inside of a little box and break out. Um, but when you're working back the other way, it sort of makes sense. And and honestly, when it comes to that imaginative play and trying to create that that for me, my dream experience is like that first person view of where I get to play Indiana Jones. I get to play the Tomb Raider, get to be, you know, go through and solve the puzzles as if I'm the character in a two hour, three, four act movie where I get to be the first person solving those puzzles and going through those challenges and interacting with a 3D environment. And so really that's where the, you know, the whole idea of 
breaking in came came from us. Well, if we've got this tabletop 3D environment of these these boxes that create the the full structure of uh, prison landscapes or uh, temples or whatever it may be, we can slowly work in almost like peeling the layers of an onion, getting into that final final hidden little nugget that you get at the end of the game. David, can you tell us a little bit about who was involved on the break-in project with you and also about all of the research that your team put into creating this project? You know, this has been a, a dream experience for us. Uh, one, we, we brought this idea to, to Play Monster, and Play Monster was the company that licensed the, uh, the, the whole break-in line from us. And we put together like this, this dream team, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to getting to work with expert puzzle makers, uh, Blue Matter Games, uh, Nicholas Gravata and Rebecca Blue. They have an extensive uh, game inventing library, uh, been very successful toy and game inventors and um, become really good friends through all of this. We were friends before that. And we were always wondering, hey, when can we team up on a project? And we'd, Every toy fair, game fair, whether we were like in New York or Chicago, we'd always go out for Indian food at you know one night of every time, and we're always trying to figure out what is the project we get to team up on. And uh, when the opportunity presented itself with the break-in, they were definitely a, the perfect match for teaming up on this. And they bring a lot of great story and uh, puzzle content. And then additionally, uh, one of my good friends, Steve Downer, he's uh, an artist. He's got a lot of experience doing things like Wonder Woman comics, uh, Superman comics, Hedgehog. Uh, you know, a lot of great uh, artistry coming from Steve Downer. Uh, there was nobody I wanted more on the break-in line than him. And, and so he, he signed up for that. And so he brings a lot of great uh, visual aspect. So we're able to combine like that 3D structure, a great visual aspect, the storytelling and the, the puzzling all kind of in this, um, this experience we're trying to put together. We wanna be true to the, the set and settings that we're working on. You know, for instance, area, uh, sorry, for instance, Alcatraz, uh, you know, I've been there, Nicholas and Rebecca, they went to Alcatraz, you know, mid or early in the development of this. And we wanted to make sure that the cell numbers were accurate you know, restaurants that were mentioned, names of people, the dates, uh, the layout of the actual structure was actually true to, uh, true as you can fit into a tabletop experience uh, to what actually happened uh, in so much that even the Area 51 game could be a plausible explanation for that unsolved mystery as to how some individuals broke out. And so that was kind of, you know, we wanted to inter mingle the puzzles into to true life facts, you know, geography, history. And we've uh, done that in the other titles that are coming as well. And the amount of research, it's, it's hundreds of hundreds of hours of, of research, uh, 3D printing, laser cutting, cutting, taping, gluing, <laughs> scrapping, starting over. Uh, but it's definitely, definitely something we love to do. And so it's really fun when, when you get to work on an experience that you, it's like a dream job getting to work on, uh, on something that you just love doing. 
David, talk to us about the game development process. How does creating a puzzle game like this differ from some of the other games you've worked on? Yeah, the, the game development for this is a little bit different than some of the other games. You know, some of the other games we work on revolve around one particular mechanism that you put gameplay around. Uh, but this, really, since its so, storyline is so integral to the, the experience, uh, really, we kind of start with our set and setting and the research. And so once we've kind of landed on our setting setting, we kind of have this uh, perfect cyclone going between Nicholas, Rebecca, myself, and Steve Downer, you know, the art, the 3D experience, the story, the puzzles, where it was all kind of inching forward all together at the same time. But we do start with a general story arc. You know, we've broke most of these games into three or four acts, if you will, as you're kind of unpeeling these layers of the onion of this, this gaming experience. And so once we have that structure, we start to look at, well, how can we innovate this 3D structure? What can that do? And sometimes that 3D structure informs what type of puzzles we can make. And sometimes the story informs, well, we should make this type of 3D structure. And sometimes, you know, that... 3D structure and the puzzles, you know, we wanted to bring puzzles. You know, there's a lot of escape room experiences where you go in and you're in the room. You know, you've got to pick things up and you've got to flip things over. You got to turn them upside down. You got to look in a mirror, whatever it might be. And in a lot of escape rooms that are uh, out of a box that come on cards, you're simply reading those cards. And so the development of this is we wanted to integrate that 3D space that you've got on your tabletop to where that is directly correlated with the puzzles. And so it's definitely a, a big juggle. <laughs> uh, and it's, I think process-wise, it's just hours and hours of play testing and trying to make sure it uh, makes the best gaming experience for, for everybody. Can you give us any sneak peeks into what to expect from the future of the series? Yeah, sneak peeks into the future. Uh, we're definitely creating a larger line of these and hope to have more and more items for, for years to come. The first one to hit was Alcatraz, uh, Breaking Alcatraz. The next one actually should be in stores here uh, in no time if they aren't already, at least on Amazon, is Breaking Area 51. So that is um, just about to release. So keep your eye open for that one. Um, and that, again, we try to keep as true to real life as possible uh, with, as far as we can tell what Area 51 is all about. <laughs> uh, and on the tail of that is break in Chichen Itza. And that takes place in the Yucatan of Mexico. And once again, that follows uh, some real life uh, ruins, and we follow uh, historical landmarks in uh, mythology, history, and take somebody through an archaeological discovery that is actually very uh, true to what is there, you know, archaeologically. And then we've got, um, you know, a fourth one that we're just wrapping now, which I, I can't uh, say anything about, but it is super exciting. And I think it's going to appeal to a very broad audience and uh, more on deck behind those. David, what's been like a standout game, puzzle or not, that you've played recently that you think our audience should check out? Uh, when it comes to 
I guess uh, puzzles or games that that speak to me as of late. When I look back at some of the things that have even inspired me, uh, the big book of brain games uh, by Ivan Moscovich was just like a wonderful puzzle book. Um, Nicholas and Rebecca, who we um, worked with on these break-ins, they had just launched a um, haunted dollhouse with ThinkFun, which is a pretty sweet experience. But some of the games really where I spend most of my time you know, with the family, I've been playing a lot of Mysterium. And it's like that, almost like a clue meets Dixit. Um, Dixit being another fun picture interpretation game that we've been having a ton of fun with. Uh, really, I think I've been living in games over these last few months with the family. So I think that list is probably pretty long. Well, David, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to answer those questions and really invest in the knowledge for our audience. Thank you so much. We're looking forward, as we talked about, to playing way more of your games. That's going to take us to the end of our episode today, Zach. I had a good time. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time, to I, say the least. I think it's a great game to discuss. And if you're out there and you are on the fence, again, for I think this game is anywhere from 15 to 20 bucks. You can mm-hmm. go to Walmart right now and pick this game up. You can, yeah. Um, and you should. Um, or Target, I believe you can pick it up there as well. Go give this a game. Go see just the amazing potential and I think a very successful series that we're looking for ahead of us. But we'll post a link in our show notes if you want to grab it from there. And we are excited next week. What are we talking about next week? Next week. Oh, man. I hope you guys are excited for next week's game. Uh, we're going to be talking about ASPMC. Yep, you got it. It's a tough acronym, the yeah, ASPMC. I, say, I almost messed it up. That would have been scary. There's a lot of, there's a lot of letters. A lot of letters. I was scared, Jared. Yeah, we are. Next week, we're going to be talking about... Um, Something that we almost didn't review. Yeah. Um, because it, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about this next week, but we have a very specific fr- criteria for the stuff that we're reviewing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, something we almost didn't review, but that we were super excited did. So be sure to check that out next Monday when that drops. For Zach and Jared, this has been Puzzling Company. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Puzzling Company and online at puzzlingcompany.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep puzzling.